Nick Talks Music. So this is obviously going to be, this is going to be a favorite episode of mine because we're from the same hometown. Um, And it's funny, like we were just talking a second ago, we've never met, but we've kind of been around the same circles and places. Like I said, I used to intern for a radio station, K104, that you were kind of on doing, uh, what was it? It was like a talent show, right? For like K104. Yeah, so um, they did some sort of a contest for, for local singers, and they brought me on since I had finished up at The Voice as one of mm-hmm. the guest judges. And then they had me on as well because I was opening for K-Fest. Oh, that's that right, year. yeah. 2016, I think it was. So, yeah, our paths have crossed, just not in person. <laughs> no, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's cool to talk to you. Thanks for taking the time out. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, so, obviously – the question everybody has to ask is like each other is how you're doing with the coronavirus and being kind of locked down and all the restrictions and stuff. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy because when it first broke out, you know, nobody really knew what to think. And I had a trip planned to Nashville, like the week before everything just went, you know, and hit the fan and I really wanted to go still, but then my family was concerned. So I ended up canceling it, but you know, it was probably the right choice at the time. And, you know, I still took my, my, you know, vacation time and I, I, I wrote songs and it's really actually been great for me because I've been able to really focus and slow down. And I think a lot of people are kind of seeing that, you know, now that we're kind of in this quarantine that you can really focus on things. So, I mean, I'm all considering, you know, I'm, I haven't been able to play shows, but I've been able to write music a lot more. Yeah, I was just about to ask how you're, like, navigating from an artist side of things. So, like, you're kind of, like, hunkering down and writing songs and stuff? Yeah, so um, I'm part of this Songtown community where I have a lot of co-writers that I work with. So we've been doing this a lot, you know, a lot of Zoom. And we'll come in and we'll bring our ideas together and we'll write, you know, via video chat. And then I have my own little setup of recording equipment. So, you know, I can lay down vocals and then I send it to a producer it's crazy what you know technology oh it's awesome yeah you you can literally just do everything at home now the the only Mm -hmm. I could put on a show live you know and have a virtual audience oh yeah so it's great still you know I'm I'm making the best of it yeah did you have any shows planned that you had to cancel or did you not get into that for the summer yet no, I definitely had some shows I had to cancel, unfortunately. Um, and it was crazy because a week before everything happened was my last show. I did one um, for the veterans um, up in Poughkeepsie. Uh, it was a great last show, too. And then the week later is when this all happened. And then, you know, I tried to put off canceling things until the last minute because I really wanted to do them. But yeah. then I had to cancel them. But, you know, I, things are starting to open up. I see outdoor concerts and things. So yeah. hopefully I can get some more on the on the calendar here. Yeah, all hell broke loose real fast. <laughs> right? I mean, and when I first heard about it, I, you know, I was like, I don't really know what to believe right now. Like, is this really that bad? But, yeah. you know, I ended up just, like I said, I, I stayed home and, you know, hopefully this, this will get better soon. You know, it's really, just, it's unbelievable. Yeah, it's crazy. Um, you were doing, uh, weren't you doing, uh, like vocal lessons too? Yeah. So I can still do that. So I, I teach some vocal lessons and I've been doing them virtually. So, yeah. um, I, it still works out. I really love to do that. Um, 
I taught a glee group uh, that I had and we uh, we put on a lot of shows and stuff but now I'm doing a little bit more of individual it's a little easier to do that you know via video chat so mm -hmm. I'm still doing that okay yeah I was gonna say you could at least probably get away with that virtually yeah so that and then a lot of you know I do demo work here and there and then I can still write my own stuff so yeah well again we've kind of talked a little bit here and there and so like I'm obviously deep in the arts with marketing for a, a symphony and stuff so it's like you find that like something's kind of lost right when you can't kind of either get into a studio or like vocal lessons in front of your students like isn't there like a little something lost with like not oh, yeah. experiencing things kind of together yeah uh, I mean you love to have that that uh, in-person connection, you know, uh, performing to an audience where you can hear their reaction and you can feed off that energy. That's, yeah. that's, that, that's what makes me love performing and, you know, singing. So um, I'm confident, you know, we'll get back to that at points, yeah. but I miss it. I miss being in front of people and just hanging out, you know, and being, being out in the world. Yeah, really. Um, I know you're a little bit, you're a little bit more locked up still than I am because we're down South here. We're a little bit more, uh, things are kind of yeah. pretending, pretending like they're not serious still. <laughs> you know, things are opening up. I went to my first restaurant, uh, oh, shoot. Ago. you know, we had to wear our masks to the table. Uh, we sat outside, but it felt good to actually get ready. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, it was nice at first, not having to get myself ready, no makeup, I can just wear sweats. But then after a while, I'm like, okay, I need to feel like a human now. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, yeah, speaking of like being in person and performing and stuff, when was the first time you actually like got on a stage? Yeah, first time, well, probably the first time I even was in front of an audience was uh, elementary school. You know, I was in, all, I was in chorus from mm -hmm. elementary school all the way through high school. Um, I remember, I think it was maybe second or third grade. We, they had an audition for, um, one of the songs from sister acts. I'm trying to remember. Uh, awesome. I think it was, it was one of the slow ballads and I auditioned for that solo and I got it. So that was probably the first time. I mean, how old are you in third grade? I, I don't remember. Yeah, maybe like, shoot. was it like eight? I, I don't know. I'm probably <laughs> But that was the first time that I, you know, sang from an audience. And then I just became addicted to it. I loved it. Um, my family would bring me to auditions, like to the county fairs and, uh, you know, to all those types of things and, and the plays in school. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been doing it for a while. Were you ever shy or were you ever, were you just kind of comfortable naturally? No, I mean, I definitely was, uh, I definitely was more of a shy person when I was younger, but then when I would sing, it would be crazy. Like everything would just turn opposite. I would be really a small person with this loud voice and everybody would be shocked. <laughs> yeah. So I was shy maybe outside of that, but when I sang, I felt comfortable and I, I loved it. Yeah, that's awesome. See, yeah. I was, uh, I ended up being like more of like a songwriter because I was like, oh, I kind of like, like rock and rap and like playing the guitar, but like when you're kind of like just sing singular up there by yourself, I'm like, damn, like I'm not like breathing or swallowing. I'm kind of like, maybe I just need to like write right. songs behind I the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, everybody feels that even I would feel it, but I always like, I tell my students too, the more that you do it, the better it yeah. will, it, the easier it will get. Yeah. Um, okay. So what, what made you uh, choose the voice? Did you, did you ever consider like American Idol or like America's Got Talent or, you know, all the other shows that were out there? Oh, yeah. I mean, the I, I grew up on Idol. Uh, yeah. A lot of favorite singers are from American Idol, Carrie Underwood, Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. Um, 
So when I, I could not wait till I turned 16 because that was the age that you were allowed to audition. So as soon as I turned 16, I was like, yeah, mom, we're going, I'm auditioning. Uh, I think we went, I think it was Jersey um, at the, uh, what center was it? East Rutherford. So like right across the giant stadium. So we went there, we waited in these crazy lines outside uh, for hours on end. I remember being so hot. Uh, And they bring you into this huge arena, right? And then you have 10 seconds to prove you can sing pretty much after hours of waiting. They brought you up in a line, you'd walk up, you'd do your thing. And then they were like, sorry, not today. And you'd get caught. They gave you no time. So of course I was devastated at 16. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I waited a bit. I auditioned again, did not make it. Idol, Idol, I don't know what it is, but they have a lot of you know, those jokesters, especially in the beginning days. Uh-huh. Yeah, of course. So, you know, finally I was like, all right, you know, I guess Idol's not the way to go. So I would write and I would continue performing. And then The Voice came out and Christina Aguilera was the original coach on it, who I loved right. growing up. So I was like, you know, this is it. I have to audition The Voice. So I auditioned when it first came out. I didn't make it. I made it past the first round, mm-hmm. which again, a lot of people think, you know, you go right into the coaches with the chairs, right? No. There's like 20 rounds before you even get to that point. So I did initially make it past the first round. I did it to the second one. I auditioned for X Factor, all of those shows, because I wasn't going to give up. You know, I, I figured yeah. when it's the right time, it's the right time. So I finally was like, all right, I'm not doing this for a while. And then uh, the time came, I was like, you know what? Christina's coming back. Let me give it one more shot. Because she had left the show and they brought other coaches yeah, right. on. I gave it one more shot. So then thankfully I gave it that, that shot and I made it through that season. That was back initially 2014, but it aired in 2015. Okay, right. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. crazy, especially to be that age and like to hit wall after wall. That's tough to like kind of keep pushing and be like, maybe one more time. Maybe this will be the lucky break. That's crazy. Yeah. No, I, I just feel like you have to keep doing it. Otherwise, you know, you'll never make it. You always have to keep pushing forward. So, uh, and the, the crazy thing about that was prior to getting on the show, I don't know if you knew this about me. So um, in 2000, I think it was 11 or 12, um, I went out to California with my sister on vacation. Uh, first time ever going to California. I, I always wanted to visit. Have you been? No, never. So they have this outdoor center called The Grove. It's kind of like an outdoor shopping center. So we went there, and um, Mario Lopez, a.k.a. A.C. Slater, yeah. Say by the Bell, <laughs> he was there with Extra because he hosts the show Extra. Oh, I, I, I've seen this video on, on uh, your YouTube, I think. Yeah, so he was hosting Extra, and he, this was when Christina first was on The Voice. He's like, Christina's going to be here this afternoon with her team from season one. Um, we're auditioning just, you know, random people here to sing for her and her team, one of her songs. And I was like, wow, this is like fate. I said, I love Christina. So I auditioned, and they picked me. And I got to sing for her. And this was a couple years before I got on The Voice. So that was kind of my storyline for The Voice was, hey, she sang for Christina Pryor, and now she's singing for her again. That's so. I feel like, you know, the, our worlds kind of collide. It was like meant to be that, yeah. you know, I on this show with her. Um, but yeah. And then with the whole voice thing is after months and months of auditions and rounds that I went through, um, there's only, a lot of people don't know this, but there's only so many spots on each team, right? So there's Adam, there's Christina, Blake, and Pharrell. I think it's like maybe 16 on each team or something like that, but there's hundreds of people backstage waiting to go. 
right? So they would bring us in a room and they'd say, okay, these are the contestants that are gonna sing on the first day of auditions. My name wasn't called. So as the names are called, your chances are going down, right? So second day, my name's not called. Third day, fourth day, finally they call my name, right? So they get us ready, you know, hair and makeup, all of this. And then they say, hey, we actually have to send you guys home for a week because Pharrell is sick. Okay. He had bad case of vertigo. We can't film. You guys got to go home. And I'm like, really? I had a great night of sleep. I was so prepared, <laughs> right? I was ready to go. You know, you're so anxious to do this. And then you got to delay it some more. So flew back to New York. And this is like, I think October, November at that point. So it's cold here. And I got sick from like the traveling and, from, you know, the weather change. Oh, so that, that was just on top of it, like a sore throat and a cold. I'm like, really? Like when this is going to happen? Thankfully, you know, I took care of myself. I got better before I went out. Went back out to LA and they called, they called my name that day, thankfully. And then I was standing backstage. A lot of people don't know this, but I can hear what the coaches are saying. So I heard Christina say, hey, my team's full. Like I have, I have no spots left. I heard Adam say the same and I'm like, damn. So at least I'm prepared going out there that I know if she doesn't turn, it's because it's her team's full. Same with Adam. But then I heard Pharrell say, hey, one spot left on my team. Blake, one spot left on my team. And I'm like, wow, I have to get one of these people to turn. So thankfully, I go out, do my thing. They both turned. And then right after my audition, the next girl who went, she took the last spot. And everybody who was waiting backstage could not audition. Damn. After months, I was like, thank God, you know, I had made it to at least that point where I had the chance to audition. Right. There's people who went through all of this months of practicing and traveling, and they couldn't even do it. I mean, that process alone, even you... <laughs> the process alone to keep that fire going of like, yeah, I want this. That's crazy. Um, yeah. I, there's a couple specific things I want to get to about the voice. Cause again, like I said, like I was, I was, I was a fan of yours for sure. Um, but, but something I just thought of pre voice and post voice. Can you tell mm -hmm. me a little bit about like your taste of what you thought of the music of business? How? Like, oh, yeah. cause I'm sure, you know, when you're trying to get your shot, you know, before the voice and, you know, you're just singing your ass off, you know, trying to make songs and mm -hmm. then we'll get to the stuff about the voice. But then like after the voice, I'm sure you're getting ideas about what you should do next and Hey, come here, do this, whatever. Is yeah. it a positive or negative thing pre and post? Like what were your experiences kind of like with yeah. producers or, you know, radio people? Like what was your, what'd you perceive there? Yeah. So prior to the voice, you know, you think it's all glitz and glam, right? Yeah, yeah. You think, oh, hair, makeup. Um, I get to sing all the time and, and do all of this. And um, it's, it's not, it is all of that at times, but for a very short amount of time compared to the amount of time that you're waiting around in cold rooms, right? You're, you're exhausted. Um, you know, you're hungry. You're just, you just want to be able to sing. And then the, the amount of time that you sing is like two minutes <laughs> yeah. and it's over, you know? Um, but you know, my, my interaction with everybody, like my teammates were great. The coaches were great. We didn't get to spend as much time as I would have liked to with them. Uh, because you know, it's a reality show at the mm -hmm. end of the day and you have to, um, you know, just film for what they need for TV. A lot of the work I did myself practicing my songs. I worked with a vocal coach here and there for like maybe a half an hour, a couple times a week. Um, but you know, in all in all, it was a great experience because it put me in the fast lane, you know, like this is what it's like. 
you have to go into studio, recording studios very early in the morning. Mm-hmm. You got to be warmed up. You got to be ready to go. There's no time for nerves. Um, so I think it was a great lesson for, for what it would be like. And it prepared me to know what I want, what kind of music I want to make, what kind of artist I want to be. So all in all, it was, it was a great experience. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's fair. Um, okay. So I'm not, I'm not kissing your ass just cause from, we're from the same hometown and I'm a fan of yours, but there was a, obviously you had like the most viral moment of the season. It's easily, you know, that's, that's easily said because that, that whole audition and then you singing with Christina has like millions and millions of, you know, views on YouTube and everything. Um, and then it was clear that Christina wanted you if she had, you know, space on her team. But I I think each coach actually verbally said to you or on the show that like you could be somebody who wins. So I'm part of a large group of people who thinks you got screwed out of that. (laughs) You know, you, you were, you left that show way too early that you should at least been on the finale and, um, that that battle was weird. And I thought that you sang better, whatever, you know, whatever. Um, so what was your mindset when you're hearing that? Cause I think didn't like, uh, I think at least Adam and Blake both told you that like, you sound like you could win this show. I'm pretty sure. And so like, as you're like making it through each stage, do you start kind of buying in? Like I had the tiger, I can do this. Like, I think I'm one of the best. And so kind of, if you can just kind of talk about that while you're on the yeah. show and then uh, to, to get booted early must, and maybe have that mindset must've been, I could only imagine I'm a, I'm a bad loser myself. So it's like, if, if, if I get screwed out of something or something doesn't go my way, it's, it's heartbreaking. So like, what was, what was your mentality during the show when you're hearing all this positive stuff? And then what's, what's the mentality of trying to bounce back when you're off the show? Yeah, yeah. Um, So hearing that, which ultimately all of them at some point, I'm pretty sure as well said, you know, I could win the show and I'm a confident person. So like, I I knew I had the abilities to do it. I've watched these shows growing up. I live, eat and breathe singing. So I knew I could do it. But then in the back of my mind, I also know this is a reality show. And we know how these voting things go, right? Um, So, of course, I'm very excited during that whole that whole part of it. Some of the things that or were a little off to me is you, you can't always pick what you're singing, mm. you know, which is as an artist, it's a little, it's a, t- it's a tough thing to do, you know, to deal with yeah. because you want to be able to sing what you know is going to be best for you. Um, so that was a little hard, but um, you know, in the end, of course I was upset when I got booted off, but you know what? I had a feeling that day that that was the night that it was going to happen just because of, the the what was happening around me you know times were changing like I was supposed to go uh later in the show that day they end up last minute switching me to the beginning of the show and then I'm myself you know it's better ultimately to go at the end of the show you know you're one of the last people that they're gonna see when the show airs so those things I was kind of preparing myself for it you know and so when I got booted off, of course, I'm very upset. My, my sisters were probably more upset than I were. <laughs> I, um, but after a while, it took me a little bit to get over it. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I wanted to take advantage of the platform that I had. So I wanted to make sure as soon as I was off the show, I was posting content. You know, I was posting videos. Yeah. I was trying to connect with the fans because I didn't want to lose that. Because yeah. that's 
ultimately is what your career is based on, right? And then again, these contracts that these shows have are not the greatest. I already, I already know so many who are no longer signed to the label who are independently doing it. And honestly, I think the independent way is the way to go. Yeah. So I think not to sound cheesy, but literally everything happens for a reason. I'm glad it happened that way because if you end, if I ended up being in it longer, I would have been contractually bound for longer. So I was able to get out of whatever I signed a lot quicker. Oh, okay. So that's, that's where I, I stand on it. Of course I was upset about it, Yeah. but you know, I, I try to just, I think now, I think it was a good time for me to be on the show at that age. I think I was like 23. If I had gotten on these shows when I was 16, no, I would not have had like the confidence that I had or, you know, the mentality of if I got booted off at 16, I would have been devastated. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> 23. At least I was a little, I could at least handle it a little better. <laughs> yeah, a, little, a little more maturity to kind of a handle bit, the heart. The, yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I've always wondered that because I'm sure you must have seen like comments and stuff because it was a very, uh, it was a very popular opinion that like you, you should have stayed on the show. So at, at least that too was probably a nice feeling of, you know, you've gained all these fans and then you can kind of start doing what you want to do and capitalize on that attention that you just had. Yeah, it was nice to hear the positive feedback. I tried not to, after a while, like when you're in the spotlight like that and you start to read comments, of course you're going to see the negative ones. I had, to, I had to stop looking at times. And even the best singer in the world will get negative comments. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I tried not to look at it um, because it can get toxic. But there was there was way more positive feedback than negative. So I tried to focus on that. And I really liked connecting and reaching out. I would follow people back. I would comment to them. I would yeah. like their posts. Because if I were a fan like that, I would want them to do that for me. So that's what I try to do now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's good. You're right. There really is always a positive spin. And that's funny. I didn't think about like the, the contracts and stuff um, that you were yeah. able to kind of be more free faster because, you know, you weren't, you know, deeper on the show and stuff. Um, totally. And spe- speaking of which, so again, as I kind of fancy myself a songwriter and have produced stuff in the past, uh, so once once you're off the show and you start getting the idea for making like your first real EP studio recorded mm-hmm. and everything. Um, I know unless you're like a musician or a singer, like you don't know <laughs> the, the mixed feelings of the creative process, how fun it is expressing yourself. And then the pain in the ass, tedious part of like things that aren't going well, things that need to get re-recorded or you're not happy with what you're doing. Can you describe the process, uh, you know, especially for someone who, you know, may not be familiar of like how nice it is to like, yes, I'm finally putting my own songs out versus yeah. the, the process isn't, uh, you know, all sexy at times. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. No, no. It's, it's definitely a struggle at times. Um, because you as the artist, you're so invested in it, but you can't do it by yourself, right? You have to mm-hmm. have musicians or, or producers and it's hard to get everybody on the same page waiting on people to do things, you know, plus the funding. I, I launched a Kickstarter campaign mm-hmm. when I got off the show. Uh, I thankfully had the support from the fans that helped, you know, fund that whole project. And, uh, you know, it, it took a bit of time to be able to just visually think of how it was going to look. What did I want to say? Having to write the songs, having to record them, find the producers. I mean, the whole yeah. thing was 
definitely, um, cause I, I pretty much just did it. I did it on my own. I, I figured out, but I'm, I, I really like to research the music industry. I've read so many things about people who go into the industry and they're just the performer and they know nothing about the business side. Yeah. Definitely don't want to be that type of artist. So I made sure I researched like copyrights and how to distribute it properly and all of that. So I, I took the time to, to learn and educate myself on that. And then finally I was able to record the songs and I had to get all of these Kickstarter um, promises out. Like people bought shirts, oh, they yeah. bought um, autographed or handwritten lyrics. I had to do that for hundreds of people, had to go mail all of those out. So it was a long, tedious process, but ultimately I, I was really happy with it. I was able to release uh, my first EP canvas mm-hmm. and got that out and uh, you know, the fan, the fans really seemed to like it. And I was able to tour and, you know, do some shows yeah. with that. I mean, the whole, it's awesome to be able to sing your own stuff and not just sing covers, you know, to be able to express yourself in that way. And again, I think it comes with age too. So when I got older, I feel like I was able to express myself better. I was able yeah. to put on it out there. So again, I think it happened at the right time. Now that you're older, do you, uh, again, like, anybody who's an artist of any kind, do you, uh, and I think most musicians do kind of, they're hard on themselves. You're happy at the time it comes out. Now that you look back on it, you're like, I could, I can make better songs now. Do you get that feeling now? Yeah. Oh, definitely. And, um, I think that's good though, because you always want to be better than your last Mm -hmm. piece of work out. Right. And I'll listen, I'll listen to some artists too, that I've liked that I'll be like, wow, they're, you know, this album isn't as good as this album. I mean, it's just as, is so um i've taken the time this is why i haven't released original music in a while is because i've been taking the time to fine-tune my my skills of of songwriting and you know to strengthen my voice even more uh and i'm really excited about the stuff i am working on now because it's definitely the best stuff i've done and i've a lot i have a better team around me now of people that i work with which i think is super important and it's hard to find people that you can trust that understand your vision and who want to help you put out your best work so that's why i'm excited where i am now yeah uh i'll i'll get to that in a sec are you you're still angling for like that r&b pop soul stuff is that right yeah, I, I love okay. that pop soul stuff. Um, but again, like I've been listening to a lot of music lately that I hear a lot of the crossoverness, right? So I have a little bit of a country vibe, which some a lot of the country I feel like I listen to these days aren't, isn't really country. It has that pop style to it, but soul, like take Marin Morris, for example. She, I love she's her. so country, you know what I mean? And I love that. She's one of my favorites too. So I think you're going to kind of hear that that sort of a, a vibe from, from music that I'm, I'm getting ready to put out a little bit of everything. And because I'm independent, you know, I feel like I could do whatever I want to do. I don't yeah. have a label. Oh, you have to stick to this, to this thing. No, because I, I love all types of music and why not put that out there? You know, you get so many more, so much more of an audience that way too. Yeah. Um, I just read an article, uh, shoot, I forget who said it, but someone was like, Drake's uh, contract is up at the end of the year. And so if he doesn't sign anywhere and just goes independent, like the music industry will crumble because if he's going independent and just pushing his stuff, it, everyone should obviously go independent and push their yeah. own stuff. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's always the way to go. The, I'm, the, not, I'm not like high label. No. Great labels out there. And Hey, if you, if you want me, call me, um, right, but yeah. you know, 
at this point where I'm at, I think I, I, I like being in control of my sound yeah. and all that. So, you know, that's where I'm headed unless the right opportunity comes, you know. No, of course. Yeah. There's, there's, pro there's plenty of like the indie label styles where, you know, they kind of give you the, the, the deal, but with the freedom where you're not locked into some, you know, crazy numbers and that kind of stuff. Um, uh, what was the other thing I was thinking of? Uh, oh, because like you said, you have equipment at home. Like I have equipment at home too. Like it's never been cheaper. You, all the software, like you could literally pump out studio quality stuff, like, you know, in the next room, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, uh, my, my new single that we'll talk about coming out soon is I recorded it all home at home. I sent it to the producer. He mixed and yeah. it's literally, it sounds as if I was in the studio. Yeah. Um, I also did a project, uh, a couple months ago. It, re it released in April. Um, I was a feature on the, I don't know if you saw one of my posts. Uh, it was a pitch at Broadway. Oh, yeah. I want to talk about that too. Cause that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So, um, I'll explain that. So, uh, my guitarist, Steve Mercier, he, um, he's good friends with this producer, Lauren Harriet. Um, he's a Grammy award winning producer, really great guy. He lives in LA and he puts together like comp compilation albums. And so he reached out to Steve and was like, Hey, you know, I'm making this album with this starting picture of the Pittsburgh pirates. Yeah. And his name is Steven Brault. And he sings too. He's, uh, he was a major, he majored in musical theater in college and he's looking for somebody to sing on this duet of Defying Gravity uh, from, from Wicked. So like, are you interested in doing it? And I was like, of course, you know, of course, I love Broadway too. So they sent me his track and I recorded it at home and I sent it off and they mixed it and, and they released that this past April. Yeah, yeah, that, I was gonna bring that up because that's awesome. I was gonna ask you how that came about, which is nice because you just told that story. Yeah. Um, have you ever thought of mixing it up and doing a little Broadway because not everybody could do Broadway because again you'll understand this and then from my expertise of what I have uh, to offer you have to like enunciate and be able to speak and sing for Broadway like there's a certain extra style to Broadway and then I you like you pulled it off crazy like did you ever contemplate like seeing what was off Broadway shows Broadway shows and maybe jumping into something for a couple months you does that ever cross your mind Oh yeah, yeah. Again, like I, I don't see any boundaries with music. Yeah. I love all styles. So if that opportunity were to come about, I totally jump on it. I love, I love Broadway music. But you're right. There's a certain style that you have to have. You really enunciate. Yeah. You have to be super um, theatrical and all of that. Um, yeah. But that's definitely something that I could see myself doing too. Yeah. Cool. Um, sure. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, Yes or no question, no explanation. Okay. Will, will you ever put out a cover song album? Yeah. Okay. I, yeah. I think, because I think, one, you have the audience built up because you, you're so prominent on social media with, like, all the cover songs and people love them. And I think you, you do you get, uh, like, suggestions or do you kind of mostly pick what you cover? Because I feel like you pick really good covers for, like, your voice and to kind of make it your own. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I've been doing, I've been doing the cover thing on YouTube since I was 14. Yeah. For years. And if you want to dive back in and look, <laughs> don't play it now. I like the little, I like the little bangs that come down when you were younger here too. Those were, that's a style. I had, I had bangs. I had like posters in my, in my, <laughs> yeah. um, I had my little crappy digital camera sitting up on my dresser <laughs> and I would run over and I'd hit it and I'd sing the first, the first video. <laughs> 
kid. I think I was like 14. And I sang Listen by Beyonce from Dreamgirls. And I'm so loud in the video. You see my camera shake. <laughs> but um, no, I, I usually pick my cover songs unless I'll randomly I'll tweet out like, hey, any, um, any cover requests and I'll get some really good ones. Um, but usually I, I pick them. Okay. But I could yeah. definitely see my. I could do that. I could totally do a cover album for sure. Yeah. Um. And then like uh like Michael Bublé like when his first couple albums like he would have like mostly covers and then like he'd throw on like three originals. I could see you doing doing something like that too. Yeah, I think that's a that's a cool way to do it because I feel like a lot of people are they're a little bit more receptive to cover songs first, and yeah. if they do singing the cover songs, they're gonna give you a chance listening to your original music. Yeah. I'll take 10% when you do that as your advisor <laughs> on that. Um, um, okay. So talk about, talk about like, uh, you know, pre coronavirus and now obviously you've been writing and planning on recording what's going on with like the next album. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I have a lot of songs in the works. Not sure which ones, you know, are going to go on an album yet. I think what I'm going to do right now is release singles um, just to feel it out. And I feel like, again, people, People can't take a ton of stuff at once. So I would like to come back with at least one strong song and let one th get them wanting more, you know? Yeah. Oh, um, I do have a new single. I don't have an official release date yet, but I'll give you the title. It's called Make Me Believe It. And um, I co-wrote it with two of my writers, Tammy Marler and uh, Stephen Boyer. Uh, one of them, they're both from Texas. And uh, we met through this songwriting community online and we wrote it together. Yeah. I recorded it and it's really, it's one of my favorite songs that we've written so far. So that one's going to be coming out soon. And I have a Chris, couple of Christmas songs in the works, original nice. songs. Good. Um, so I, I love holiday music. I've always wanted to make a, a holiday album. So um, I have some of those coming uh, soon within the next few months. Yes, this the releasing singles is, seems to kind of be like the way to go. It seems like a lot of people do that just because, like, we, that's the kind of society we're in. Like, quick bits of information. We don't want everything yep. at, at once. Yep, and I think also give that song the time and attention. You know, it deserves so much work went into the song. So might as well let that shine on its own. And, yeah, and then yeah. you know, need to release after that. I think that's the way I'm going to go for now until I have a ton of stuff where I want to put a whole body of work out. But I think yeah. I'm going to do thing for now yeah good i think that's smart too um where do you get your uh your like uh instrumentation and stuff from i know you have a guitarist he shows up on your videos a lot but where do you get like your tracks from yeah um i work a lot with this channel called sing to piano mm -hmm. and they have great tracks they they already have they put things out so fast taylor swift album dropped at midnight yeah, and they have yeah. it already um, so I definitely, I, I use them a lot and they have a lot of different keys. So if you're not a singer, you don't realize like you have to be able to sing in the right key for your voice. <laughs> you know, I see a lot of people who can't sing super high and they're trying to sing on these higher songs. And I'm like, if you just lowered the key a little bit, it would be, <laughs> or yeah. if it's too low, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> yeah. um, so I have, I have that connection. And then again, like I said, my guitarist, he, um, he's great and he can play pretty much anything that I need. So. Yeah, how did you meet him? He's he is really good, and it seems like he can pretty much do every style. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I was searching for um, guitarists and and whatnot, and he happened to reply to one of my ads on this musician page, and then I met up with him, and he actually is a um, an English professor at Marist College. Oh wow! 
Yeah. So, and he was like, oh, I always, you know, I love playing music too. I played for years. So um, we've been playing together for years now. And uh, yeah, so I met him through there. And then I also have another band that I play with um, called the John Bates Band, but they, they fill in whenever I need people. So if I need a full band effect, you know, they'll come uh, and okay. they'll, so yeah, I, I kind of have the acoustic thing going then I can have the full band or I could do a track or, you know, so it all kind of works out. Yeah. Yeah. Props to your guitar guy. Cause he's good. Um, yes. what's, so what's, do you have any like real clear specific goals going forward rather, you know, not just, um, you know, this next song coming out or the next album, but like, do you have like a, a high plateau, something, obviously, you know, the voice thing was huge. So like, is there something in that regard, like the next, the next step, what do you think is the next quote unquote step? Well, the ultimate dream, which I like to shoot for the stars, is uh, Grammy. I might, I, mean, I would love to win a sure. day. That's the ultimate dream. Um, I want to be able to tour. You know, I want to be able to go on like a world tour and and open for other artists or headline my own my own tour. You know, um, I think it's kind of hard to say at this time because of what's happening in the world. Yeah. With, you know, uh, so it's a little bit unpredictable, but. Um, you know, my goal is to continue to build my fan base at this point uh, and connect with them. Like I was saying, I, I like to be in contact with them. I like to know their names. There's a there's a handful of fans that I I speak to daily who who message me and I'll message back, ask how their lives are going. You know, so yeah. that's the kind of artist I want to be. I want to be able to be somebody that doesn't seem like so hard to reach. You know, sure. be personable like that. So. I think my goal right now is to just continue making great music, continue writing. Yeah. Um, I would love to get some music in some movies um, and TV shows. I have things like that in the works right now for sync. Uh, so I think that's probably my next goal is to get, get it out there on a platform, like for a TV show or a movie. Yeah. I, uh, when I did my production stuff, I was always kind of similar. I'm like, I could make jingles or not like, not like commercial jingles, but like, the jingles of like between scenes on like sitcoms and stuff, because I worked for a, uh, for ASCAP, the performing rights organization. Yep. And so I've seen the breakdowns of like singer, you know, the performer, the writer, the producer. And I'm like, man, that is, that's a living, that's a living right there to get music on like any kind of show pretty much. Yeah. The placements. I know after doing all my research too, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's yeah. where I want to go. Yeah, that's, that's good stuff. Yeah. That's, that's, I think is the next step. Yeah, that'd be cool. Um, that was the other thing I was going to bring up too. You said like touring and stuff. Like once we do get back to like live music and, and shows, uh, again, like just from like your online presence and like, again, like all the feedback I told you I, I used to see like from your voice videos and battles and uh, like you could you could definitely gather plenty of fans like in other states and do like a pretty solid tour, I'm sure of it. Yeah, that, that's the plan. That's really what I want to do. And I was, I was trying to get that together, at least for the summer. But, you know, yeah, we, plans, I think, <laughs> we plans this summer, I think. 2020 is just a wash now. Yeah, it, it's something else, I'll tell you. Uh, um, but um, I'm, you know, I, I'm trying to stay positive in it all. You know, we have this extra time now to recharge. I know I was on go, go, go nonstop. So it's been nice to be able to just breathe for a minute yeah. and be the, you know, focus, focus yeah. my energy creating. So. Yeah. And you're not baking bread. So that's a good thing too. Like everybody else. <laughs> I did do the TikTok thing one time. Oh man. I did one because I was like, ah, oh, let's see what the craze is about. 
I'm not, I'm not a dancer. I'm not a TikTok <laughs> dancer. So don't look it up. I'll probably delete it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, I, I, I did the TikTok thing. I'm, I'm a little yeah. ashamed. But <laughs> yeah, you, you succumb to the boredom and pressure of quarantine doing TikTok. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that's good stuff though. I'm happy to see that you're, uh, staying busy with songs and stuff. Cause yeah. When was canvas was like what? 2016? 2016. Yeah. So it's been a minute. Um, but again, I think, I think, uh, it just needed to be that way so that I can fine tune what I wanted to put out because yeah. I feel like I rush a little bit after the voice because I, I didn't want to lose that audience. No, of course. So, so now that I've had the time, I think this is going to be the right time to do it. And people are home. People want to hear music right now. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, jump on the opportunity. People, I'm, I'm dying for music too. Cause I mean, I, I almost feel like this, we've been in like this frozen period of time where like, you know, we're not getting like the usual, um, like live music and shows or events, like music has kind of been like stagnant, like, you know, other than like Taylor's surprise album and, yeah. and that kind of stuff. But like, it just seems like everyone's kind of been a little frozen. So like, I'm sure you start putting out singles, people are just going to jump all over them. Thanks. Yeah, that that's the plan. I'm hoping. And um, yeah, I, music, people just need music at this time. I think yeah. it's healing. And I'm hoping that, you know, I can get this out and everybody will love it. Yeah. Um, I think that's a good, I think that's a good uh, place to stop because I think we covered it all. And that's a, that's a good message. I'm dying for new music too. And you're the one, <laughs> you're the type of people to give it to us. So, um, Thank you. Thank you. yeah. So I think I took up enough of your time. Um, I really appreciate you uh, chatting with me because it's been, it's been a long time, you know, coming and building up just like, the stuff I've been doing, the stuff you've been doing, and we've been, you know, on paths where we needed to do something and chat it up and catch up. So it was cool. Yes. Thanks for having me. Congratulations on the podcast. I'll make sure to promote it out there. I love the name too. How did you come up with it? <laughs> I really wanted some mystery about people not really knowing what I want to talk about. So, uh, you know, <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll, we'll have to do another episode like when you're uh, getting ready to push the album out and stuff. Yes, definitely. Definitely. I'll be back and, um, and I'll make sure to share with you guys uh, and I'll share this, you know, the podcast and good luck to everything you're doing too. Yeah. Thanks. Appreciate it. Again, thanks for the time. I'm a big fan. Yes. Thanks, Nick. All right. Have a good night. Thanks, thanks. for having me. Thanks. You too. Nick talks music. Nick talks music.